Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, it's Jennifer Elaine, the owner of Original Art Gallery in Cordova, Tennessee, the only black woman-owned fine art gallery in Cordova. I am hanging with Ina Esco with Verbally Effective Podcast. Yo, Ali, you see me work with Black Boy JB Drake, Offset 21 Savage. Right now, I'm rocking with Ina Esco, a verbally effective podcast. You dig? WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis, your double E, Ina Esco, hanging out with you guys live in the building. It is our spring pledge drive in full effect. We are already at 42% of our goal. That is amazing for it to only be Tuesday and the pledge drive ends on Saturday. But we definitely want you guys to donate today. There are three ways to give. You can visit our website, wyxr.org. You can call 901-460-3031. You can text the word donate to 901-460-3031. I have some special guests that are verbally effective in the building with me. We got my good friend, sports journalist, podcaster, entrepreneur, Parrish Sharkey in the building. What's up, Parrish? Hey, what they do, Ina? Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yes. So, you know, he knows all things Memphis sports. He's going to give us all the download deets on the Memphis Grizz. I also have my good friend, Nicole, who I just met last night on Real Talk with Chip. We were hanging out. <laughs> she hosts a new show here at WYXR called Planet Chrome. Planet Chrome. I mean, I love the name. Uh, Nicole, we had a good time last we night. We did. We, we did. did. We had a ball. <laughs> yes, we did. we did. Real time. You know what, Chip Washington, big shout outs to Chip because he put us all in one place together and we really vibed. The chemistry was amazing. And I said, Nicole, I got to get you back. <laughs> and you know, adjusted your schedule so you could be here today. I really appreciate you, lady. No problem. Yes, and I really appreciate you as well, Parrish, for adjusting your schedule today <laughs> no to talk your talk right here on WYXR. Once again, this is the Spring Pledge Drive. We need those donations, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, we are at 42%. And, you know, your donations will go towards all of the things that we need here as volunteers at WYXR. Let's get verbally effective. Um, I told Parrish and I told Nicole, we're talking sports today because Memphis has a lot going on in the sports world. We're going to talk podcasting as well, but let's kick it off with some juicy, juicy sports news. Now, you know, it is playoff season. Uh, we are definitely in the grind. Memphis Grizz lost to LA. What's up with that, Parrish? Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Um, the normal four-quarter roles that they've been going through all season came back up in game one of the, game, of the first game of the series, and John Morant's injury, I think, with five minutes left to go in the game, definitely played a part. 
the normal fourth quarter roll. What does that mean? That's how we do it in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies does it like that. Yep, this whole season, especially this second half of the season since Stephen Adams has been out, the fourth quarter, I don't know what happens to the team. I don't know what coach does. (laughs) They break down. Yeah, they just break down. They try. The offense they try to run is, we call it the call 12 play. Get y'all the ball, everybody move out the way. But the defense know he's going to try to get to the goal. So they scheme for it. They thought they solved it by trading for Luke Kennard, getting the extra shooting, but they still go through their lows. Um, they did start giving Jaron Jackson more touches and getting him in the post. He had an amazing game. Yep, exactly. But I don't, I don't know. It's like without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, the rebound disadvantage. And they looked much smaller than the Lakers as well. Like yeah. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they just like they overpowered them in the fourth quarter. It just seemed like the physicality just got the best of them. It was touch and go like the whole game until the fourth quarter roll, like you say. Mm-hmm. And what's up with Steve Adams? When is he going to be healthy? I don't know. This, um, <laughs> what what is wrong with him? <laughs> he had a knee injury. He hurt it against the Suns back in January. Okay. He was supposed to be back last month, but I guess he had a setback and they gave him mm. a stem cell injection, I think is what it was called. And they gave them another four weeks to reevaluate it. They reevaluated it. I guess the test didn't come back like they wanted it to. And Woj from ESPN announced that he's likely out for the rest of the season. Although, Steven Allen has still been practicing with the team. And the Grizzlies haven't announced it yet. So, he may potentially come back if they make it further. With, with him playoffs. practicing, is that how he agitated it? No, he wasn't. I don't think he was practicing. So, mm. I, I don't really know how what happened to rehab and all of those different things that go into his injury. And it might have just been he didn't heal correctly like he was supposed to mm-hmm. but is steve gonna make a difference you think yeah rebound especially rebounding the Grizzlies okay. have been like terrible on the boards since he's been gone and mm. even for john morant uh, setting screens he already said he's uh, like one of the strongest if not the strongest player in the nba so when he sets the screen the, the, the defender isn't moving so john morant gets a free gotcha uh path to the lane but you know who i like i like canard um i I saw him at the HBCU night game that me and my husband attended, and he was popping them threes left mm-hmm. and right. You give him the ball, he's going to pop it. Yep. I like Kennard. But, um, Nicole, are you a big Grizz fan? I am. I try to keep up with the games as best as I can. But, man, <laughs> when I saw we lost to the Lakers, I wasn't expecting that. Was I it? wasn't either. I wasn't. I, wasn't. Mm, I don't like it. So we play again tomorrow, tomorrow yep, night tomorrow. Uh, here in Memphis. Yep. Are you going? No. The no. Playoff, the playoff tickets. Uh, playoff bit, tickets a little bit ridiculous yeah, on the price. You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm not going either. I don't have any tickets. But uh, since I've been awarded the HBCU award from the Memphis Grizzlies, they have been inviting me to uh, different things. But they didn't drop off the playoff tickets. Of course. <laughs> like I, w- I was waiting on that email to come through. But it's been very interesting. Um, and to see Ja come back after – you know, um, all of the things that has happened with him recently. So I'm glad to see him back. And uh, do you think Ja is playing uh, at 100% like he was prior to the little break? Yeah, no, 100% health-wise until he actually already hurt his finger last week against Milwaukee Bucks before the wrist injury. So that actual hand was already hurt. Before that, 100% mentally, I would say – not really. He because I guess why he was out. Jaron Jackson. They the team still played well. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain got it going. So when he got back, he was trying to fit in more so than be the be the guy again because yeah. the team, team was player playing, right. The team's playing so well without him. So he was still trying to see where he could fit in, get in his spots. And he even has comments after one of the games saying, 
it was Jaren and Destin Bain's team. And I was like, no, it's still, you're still John You're Grant. still no, the face of the team, Ja. <laughs> exactly. And why you at it, Ja? Why don't you donate to WYXR <laughs> for our spring pledge drive? I know you got those coins, Ja, and all of you Memphis Grizzlies players that love your community and would like to see this station flourish. You can call 901-460-3031. You can text the word donate to 901-460-3031. We appreciate all Memphis Grizzlies donations, you know, a meal, you know, uh, a couple of G's, you know, <laughs> anything helps out with all of the work that we do here for the community at WYXR. We are currently at 42%, but we're going to raise that percentage while we are being verbally effective. Nicole, since we are talking about Memphis Grizzlies, who are some of your gri- favorite Grizzly players? Oh, my goodness. Now, when I was a kid, my absolute favorite was Shane Battier. I like, remember Shane. Yes, like I had a Shane Battier, like muck, mug, cup thing that was like shaped like him, like an action figure. I remember yes. Battier. Like growing up, he was my favorite. Why was he your favorite? I don't know. Like, I didn't even understand sports as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it was because, like, he was like kind of one of the big faces of the team yes, and then to like going to the games as a kid like my i remember my like my uncle taking me as a kid like mm-hmm. my uncle and my parents and like watching like i guess just getting attached to seeing the person on tv and then seeing them play in person and just thinking like oh man that's you know that's the same person i see on tv and i'm seeing them in person mm-hmm. with you know but now it's that like jaw has brought the city to a whole like they bring them out, the bring them out. We're at new heights. Like, yes, it's, we are. It's insane. Yes. It's insane. Everybody got the word Memphis in their mouths sure. right now. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I remember Shane Battier. Where is Shane Battier now? Parish. I have no is idea. Is he retired? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he retired. What, How old is Shane Battier about? I was like, really? Yeah, it's been a while. What is retirement age for an NBA player? It's, like, what's the range? Range. Because I, I know it's like probably based on injuries too yeah it's injuries go a lot into it i'd say by the time you hit 30 you're on a down 32 you're probably your prime years are 27 to 32 i think so and after 32 you're you're probably not gonna be as good as you were beforehand and how old is lebron james now lebron is a different he's no different, no no, no. <laughs> he's how different. old is lebron he's all time great he's 38 38 <laughs> he's all time great i so was different. asking my son the other day i was like shouldn't lebron be retired right now and he was like oh he's waiting until his son yeah makes the mm-hmm. league but he's yeah, a he's good, uh, high school senior now right yep he's about to choose his college sometime soon oh so. because uh, he can go straight to the nba if he wanted they can't so High school actually can't go to the, go straight to the NBA anymore. So he, I thought they changed it. I think next year or the year after, okay. but it hasn't officially changed yet. Oh, you know, Daddy so gonna hook way. up them endorsements. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be and real gonna nice. Be real. So LeBron gonna be playing till he forty. That's what you're saying. Yep, he's gonna play at least one year with his son. <clears> so we got next year and the year after. So yep, he'll be forty, forty going on forty one. Dang, wow, must be nice, must be nice. Okay, big shout-outs to the Memphis Grizzlies. We hope they get a win tomorrow. Uh, Grizzlies, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, your double E, Ina Esco, I would like some tickets to the game tomorrow, so just inbox me. I would really appreciate it. But, you know, today I invited you guys because I wanted to get into some Memphis sports and the the culture here because you know WYXR is all about the music culture in Memphis we are doing our spring pledge drive right now um you know Nicole has a show here let's get into her show real quick tell us about it tell us about Planet Chrome 
I mean, I refer to it as the show where anything goes. Music-wise, it's like some nights I may be playing just all Memphis rap. Some nights I play like Japanese pop music. Oh. Some nights I play like Donna Summer and like Al Green. And it, like you can hear any and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it really comes from me growing up. Like since I was three, I've been playing the piano, like classically trained. Come on, so, pianist? Like, piano, guitar, violin. Okay. Like, all of that. So it just really fine tunes my ear for like what I hear in a song, what I like to hear, you know. Um, but it, it has absolutely like um, caused what what up my music library of what I listen to to just be unlimited. Like mm-hmm. classic rock. Growing up with my dad, he listened to a bunch of classic rock. My uncle loved like southern rap. My mom loves R and B. Like just everything. So that's what we can expect on Planet oh, Crown. Yeah, everything. And tell everybody what day, what what night you are on. I am on Friday nights at eleven fifty nine Central Standard Time. Okay, <laughs> I, I try to say midnight. <laughs> But people know it's just go ahead Friday night eleven fifty nine. That way, when the clock strikes twelve, you already tuned in. You are indeed an artist. I did not know that you played all of those instruments. Mm-hmm. So you're right; they really fine tunes your ear. It, it does because the the most recent instrument I learned to play was violin, and the reason I wanted to learn how to do that was I started making beats. And so mm-hmm. making beats, you it's not just you know this kind of snare, this kind of drum, this kind of strings. You want everything to be in key as well. And so, knowing, like, piano to me is like the gateway instrument. Like, once you learn keys and you know your sharps and your flats and all, you know, chords, you can kind of carry that to other instruments. So, violin is very different because you can fine tune the instrument as you play it to get the sound that you want. So, when I produce and I make beats, I can hear this is a little sharp, this is a little flat, this is, you know. It just, it really helped fine tune the way I hear music. Come on, producer, mm-hmm. producer. I'm loving this. I, I didn't know that last night that you was a produ- <laughs> a whole producer <laughs> around here, Nicole. I, try, I, try. I love it. I, I love it. Okay, so Paris, let's get into your business. Uh, let's get verbally effective. Parrish, you are a podcaster. You are a sports journalist. Talk to the good people in Memphis about what you do. So, yeah. Well, I do a lot. So first off, I am the host and producer of Let's Be Real Sports Podcast and Let's Be Real Media. That we got multiple podcasts around the network. So Let's Be Real Sports, Three the Hardaway Podcast, and now the Jeans Report Podcast as well. So Let's Be Real, I started back in 2017, meeting a group of friends. Um, actually quit it in 2017, but restarted back off in 2018 and have been going strong since then. So it'll be our fifth year in July. That'd be our fifth year anniversary. Congratulations. And thank you. Uh, we just hit, entered 200 episodes in February. So mm. now we're like 205 or so. Also, we got the opportunity with Gristy Bear Blues that we were at SB Nation at the time back in 2020 to start the Starting Five podcast, which is exclusively for the Memphis Grizzlies. And while I was at Grizzly Bear Blues, I decided to get into writing. So last year I started writing for them because they're primarily a blog site with podcasts. Mm. So since May of last year, I think. Yeah, second round against Gold State, I wrote their game recap for game three, the game that John Morant got hurt, ironically. Okay. And been uh, writing, <laughs> writing for them since then. Since um, since that point in December last year, got opportunity to write with a new startup, the Bluff City Media, and wrote for the Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. Then SB Nation had some layoffs. Grease Bear Blues eventually converted over to Bluff City Media. So now I'm the writer and writer for Memphis Tigers and Memphis Grease's podcast. I mean, Memphis Grease's um 
what you call it? Maybe it's Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm a writer for it. Uh, for the Grizzlies. Content, yeah. Content is where I think of. Writer for uh, Grizzlies and Tigers content. And I'm also the reporter for the Memphis Hustle. I got that last month. Congratulations, Parrish. I am very proud of you to see your journey over the years because, you know, we have been networking for quite some time with this podcast space and community here in Memphis. And you have really, really grown in this space do you enjoy podcasting more or writing because you're an excellent writer yeah i enjoy podcasting more but i say this i hate it i I used to tell myself i hated writing and it was actually you last year you had me write an op-ed yes, for the Grizzlies. yeah it was actually that that got me into eventually boom the god is good god yep. is good <laughs> yep. oh, wow and look at you now wow and you know what you mentioned memphis tigers let's talk about the memphis tigers for a minute um we had a little uh press that happened with a young man that had committed to the Tigers. Talk to the people about that whole situation, because I know you know the deeds. Because <laughs> when, when everybody was posting, I was like, who is that? And maybe I wasn't in tune with what was going on, but what's yeah. happening with that So she, You're referring to Mikey Williams. He was the five-star recruit, and he was one of the top recruits. I don't know why he didn't get invited to the McDonald's All-American game, but that's a different story. But he was a five-star recruit, one of the top recruits in the nation. Coming out of California. Season, out of California. Him and his teammate, we, he was a four-star recruit, J.J. Taylor. They got both of them to commit to Memphis. And, I mean, when the story come out, five felony charges, a gun incident. I guess apparently he was shooting at another vehicle. Everything is not out yet. I think he has mm. a hearing this upcoming Thursday with his lawyer and his lawyers and everything. So, mm. we'll see what all news comes out about it. But we were a lot of fans were already kind of skeptical of his fit anyway because he's – Proceed to be more of a selfish type of player when he plays, mm-hmm. like he just gets Hold his. the ball. Yeah, kind of gets his numbers. And we kind of had the problem with, last, not last season, but the season four last with Imani Bates. Mm. So a lot of people was kind of a little hesitant on, like, bringing another. Like they like, going to bump athlete. heads. Yeah. And you last year you had a veteran-laden team, so you kind of wanted to get that going again instead of a bunch mm-hmm. of young players like they had in, in the past. So we'll see what comes from it and see, you know, I, I hope everything you know i hope that things isn't true about him because i mean that's messing up his life like he was projected right. to be a lottery pick like NBA 18 next year. year old mm-hmm. um so where do things stand uh has penny made a uh a comment about it i think i don't think he has i think the school made a comment they were just gonna wait i mean they know what happened they're gonna wait it out and see what mm-hmm. you know what transpires from it yeah but you know what i think that's wonderful that a five-star recruit chose university of memphis to you know pursue college basketball and um penny has been on his grind with this recruiting um other than mikey williams who else can we expect coming to the memphis tigers yeah his younger son ashton hardaway who played what? with Bronny james Ashton, that came they had a game i think it was aau i don't think high school is the aau mm-hmm. team i watched them play they came to Collierville in november and mm-hmm. he he looks really good he can shoot uh, he's a taller i think he's actually taller than penny he's a Bigger body, can wow. post up, have a post game, everything. A couple other players, like I said, Mikey Williams' teammate, JJ. I think they're a package deal. So if something mm-hmm. happens, he don't bring Mikey. We don't expect JJ to come along after that. If it happens, they want more of a package deal. Other players, he got a couple of transfers. Caleb Mills from Florida State he used to play for Houston, and he lit Memphis up his freshman year at Houston. Houston played Memphis, mm. and they got another transfer from Temple, a, a big man, and I know the. Lawson's are coming, are returning to school. So he's still getting the team together. I think the transfer portal and everything is still 
recruiting galore with NIL and the transfer portal has made recruiting like almost a year-round thing because it's like 700-plus players in the transfer portal. So he's still working in contact. What is this transfer portal that they keep speaking of? And I, and I really got keen into hearing, quote-unquote, transfer portal um, with Deion Sanders when he left JSU and went to Colorado, and he everybody was like, yeah, I better get in the transfer <laughs> portal. What is that? Basically, it's the players that could transfer and play uh, play immediately. So beforehand, before they made this rule, when you transferred to another school, you had to sit out for one year mm-hmm. unless you got a waiver for, for instance, if some player came home, returned to their home city because their grandmama got sick or something like that, you can get a waiver and play. But that was the only way you can play. Pretty much the transfer portal gave the players because the coaches get to leave. Mm-hmm. Come and go as they choose. You get another job, you can coach next year. So they kind of get the players' opportunity to, hey, if I want – and you, I think it's only one time you can do it. You could transfer one time and play immediately. Now, if you transfer a second time, then you had to get a waiver or sit out of the season. But it just gives the players' opportunity to, hey, if the situation is working out, they can go to another school. Mm, at the drop of a dime. Yep. Wow. And that's that's for all athletes mm-hmm. in the NCAA. Yep. And it's just the next seat. So, it's like, let's say you transfer in the middle of the season. You're not eligible to play in the middle of the season. Gotcha. Because, wow. you know, school, you know, you got the semester. So, you still got to finish your semester at the school. Okay. Were you an athlete growing up? Yep. I played football and basketball. I played football through high school and tried to play football in college. But um, I was majoring in engineering and kind of just went forward with Did you go to school. Memphis? Yep. Okay, big shout out to U of M. You know, they're one of our partners here at WYXR. And I was an athlete as well uh, in high school. I played everything, uh, basketball, volleyball, track. I was all state in volleyball at Millington my senior year. And I got um, athletic scholarship to go to Lemoyne on, and I played volleyball at Lemoyne. I only played two years because I was trying to be cute and grown and pledge, <laughs> a.k.a. and get some other business going. But um, I think that's why I'm so in tune to sports, um, just a, a natural attraction to all things sports-related. And speaking of, like, growing up, I know me and Nicole talked about this last night. Nicole is a huge wrestling fan. Uh, before we get into her love for that, though, we just received a donation. Big Ooh. shout out to Haley Brooks. Let's ring the bell. Let's get that bell and ring the bell. Yes. Big shout out to Haley Brooks. She dropped off some cheese too. Like, you know, a little bit over a bill over here. Thank you, Haley. We really nice. appreciate it. Um, big shout outs to David Swider. She wanted to shout David out. We appreciate you guys. We are doing a spring pledge drive. I'm your double E, Ina Esco. Verbally Effective Live is going on right now. We need you guys to donate. Nicole, let them know the ways that they can donate to WYXR. Absolutely. There are three ways to give. And the first one is you can visit WYXR.org. Uh, you can also call us at 901-460-3031. That's 901-460-3031. You can also text the word donate to that same number, which is 901-460-3031. Thank you. Thank you. So we're about to get into Nicole's upbringing with her love for Memphis wrestling or wrestling in general. She is a huge fan. Tell me where this love began, Nicole. When I was a kid, probably no, like as long as I can remember, probably like two or three, like Monday nights back then, Thursday night and then Friday nights, like WWE was on the TV. Mm. Always Monday night, (laughs) Raw, Thursday night, SmackDown, then Friday night, SmackDown. And 
Oh my goodness, I just, I have always loved, like just the storytelling of it all. I just, I love it. Uh, wrestling is deeply rooted mm -hmm. in Memphis, Tennessee. And I didn't learn that until I moved to Memphis in 95 and people were like, uh, Jerry, Jerry Lloyd. Jerry the King Lloyd. Yes, and okay, we talked about this yesterday too. A lot of the amateurs came mm -hmm. here and trained mm -hmm. and developed their characters and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Have you gone to any matches? Like the very first w the, like wrestling event ever i went to was this year for my birthday for smackdown what and it was the mo it was <laughs> literally to this day the greatest yeah. day of my life okay like oh my gosh it was just awesome who 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 uh got in the ring that night when you oh met? i remember charlotte flair came in the ring and i i love charlotte of course her dad is rick flair 16 time wwe heavyweight uh, world heavyweight champion um, I remember her, Rick yeah, Flair. Oh, the Nature Boy. Yeah, Woo! Nature Boy. What? Pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah. He had that tan, yeah, that the blonde hair. <laughs> I remember. And them little, them little uh, shorts he had on. And his, of course, his, like, his robe. He would come out in with yeah. the feathers. Oh, my gosh. It was just, you know, glistening all over his body. <laughs> I remember Rick Flair. And you know what else I remember? My brother used to love wrestling, and he used to try all the moves on me. He used to torture me. That's why sometimes I used to like watching it on Saturday mornings with him, but I knew he was going to try a move on me. And I had to make sure my mama was there so I could get saved because he would really do the moves on me, like almost break my neck. Yes, I remember. I was traumatized. Wow. So, Paris, do you, uh, you know, inquire into uh, wrestling? Not at, grown, not at grown age. When I was younger, I loved it. Then I guess I found out that it was fake. <laughs> Is it fake though? Is it fake, Nicole? I know she, she can answer. I always tell people, like, is it? Are the outcomes predetermined? Yes, but are the injuries real? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit produced, but we don't know what's mm -hmm. gonna happen. Cause it's a story. It's like a soap opera. You mm -hmm. know what's gonna happen. It's already been written. Yeah. You just waiting for it to unfold. So the outcomes are predetermined. But when people get injured, it's real. And now it the women real. are really dominating oh, in yeah. that space now. Oh my goodness! You have Bianca Belair, who's from Knoxville. Okay. Like she's the she's the Raw Women's Champion right now. She's been champion for over a year, and she maintained at WrestleMania just a couple weeks ago in LA. So. She's doing her thing. Wow, oh, Bianca. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of some of the women that were wrestling back in the day. I used to just love when they came out in the ring because, you know, it was mostly focused on men mm -hmm. with wrestling. But mm -hmm. I, I love that the ladies are taking over. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Big shout-outs to ooh, Shelby. Ooh. You know, our spring pledge drive is underway, and it looks like our percentage has increased from 42 to 43%. <laughs> Yes, it's bell worthy. Yes, so we have about 57% remaining of our goal here at WYXR Spring Pledge Drive. You know, if you guys donate just a dollar, if you donate $20 a month, it is a great way to support what you hear right here on WYXR. And of course, you can receive the perks of supporting. We have a lot of merch over here at WYXR t shirts. Um, bags totes we got all kinds of things we even have our own beer have you guys tasted the beer i have it's, it's very delicious and refreshing oh. so we have a lot going on here at wyxr we want to shout out 
everyone that has been supporting our spring pledge drive, which kicked off on Saturday. My name is Ina Esco, and I'm hanging out with my two amazing guests, Paris Sharkey and my girl Nicole from her Planet uh, Chrome show that she has on Friday nights, 11.59 p.m. <laughs> that's it that's it yes yeah, so okay let's get into some podcast talk um nicola are do you listen to any podcasts i listen to real talk memphis with yes Chip you definitely <laughs> listen to real talk memphis and is a member of the show as well she on the team but chip big shout outs to chip with his amazing podcast talking about um matters that are so pressing in the world right now um my boy parish over here you know he has been in the podcast space for five years now yep. um just like myself and he went with the sports direction why did you go sports parish yeah, i grew up loving sports that was my dream growing up was to be a sports anchor and work mm-hmm. for espn and everything and yeah sometimes throughout my time just like coming up in the world was and trying to make money, right? And yes. just trying to get into the industry just seemed like it was hard, especially I was seeing a bunch of former athletes, former pro athletes get those positions. And once I kind of knew I wasn't going pro in, uh, in sports, I decided I was mm-hmm. good in math. Uh, that was my favorite subject in school. My uncle went to school of engineering, so that's how I got into engineering. Then I knew if I eventually wanted to get into sports, I can try to come back later in life, and which which is exactly what I did when podcasting mm-hmm. became a thing. So it actually ended up working out. Yes. Now, did you formulate the team for LBR? Yep, I did. So how did you choose the people that are on your team? So the original team, when we first started in 2017, the reason we stopped was because we were trying to record in person. Uh, that's before Zoom existed. and these That other could be a bugaboo right. with it schedules. Is. Yep, exactly. And all those things existed, but it wasn't, you know, nothing really became big to COVID, all the virtual options. So we were trying to meet in person, and it worked out. And I ended up doing a show by myself. I never intended to, to do a show by myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. I got bored. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Then our good friend of ours, Dominic Lawson, the Big same person. Shout out to Dominic. Yep. I call him my mentor. He don't like me calling him that, but he definitely just kept uh, putting it in my brain, kept putting it in my head, like keep going, find a way to bring it back. So next year, decided to bring it back, ran to my good friend, Telf. I hadn't talked to him. You know, yeah. We went to school together. Hadn't seen him in a second. And my other friend, Skylar, who we hadn't really like con- – had contact over the last couple of years then we formed the new lbr just came to the studio one day at our heart started back up and just went on from there then along the lines trevor sheedy and my other guy savage who was part of the original lbr team kind of came along throughout the process from that point forward and you all all have different personalities mm-hmm. i promise like everybody's going to give you something different on the podcast and i like the the idea of having a co-host or having guests because I can feed off people energy. That's, you know, mm-hmm. with, with podcasting, because if you're going solo, you better have it. This show planned yeah. out the notes, right? Unless you could just talk off the dome all day, you know, but, but you guys have done an amazing job with LBR. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Now, what are some of your favorite podcasts other than your own? Other than mine, a lot of sports podcasts, total, a lot of podcasts I listen to. So I got a big network on Twitter. And of course, Twitter mm-hmm. is like the big thing for sports because all the breaking news come out on Twitter. Everybody's on Twitter. Right? Everything comes right. out on Twitter. I go there first yep. <laughs> for information. <laughs> Literally. Yes. So uh, a lot of podcasts, um, a lot of people I've connected with kind of on the same level as me who didn't go to school for it, who just started developing sports shows like um, my guy Damian Adams. He got the real deal. Damian Adams, 
He's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. He's a real good on um, boxing. He's a real big boxing person, but also basketball and football. And a couple of guys, uh, Chris Lewis, uh, a lot of people I just connected with this past weekend. My guy Mike Patton out of Nashville. He has two in the AFC South. He's another guy who got me into writing as well. And uh, I mean, a plethora of different shows. Of course, the Grind City Media team. I listen to all their shows. Big shout out to Grind City Media. I, I see that Jessica Benson uh, and CJ Hurt have formed a new show. Yep. So I, I love it. I, I was a guest on there um, earlier this year, and they are a good team. And mm-hmm. and I can't wait to just get over that injury she had. <laughs> the Achilles, yeah. The Achilles, some mess, huh? Yep. Wow. And I know that you just came back from a huge conference for sports media. Yep. Talk to us about that conference. So it's called the Black Sports Business Symposium. This was their second year of it. And we had last year was the first year. It's based in Atlanta. We go to the Mercedes-Benz. Uh, the stadium to where the Atlanta Falcons play at. And it's just a bunch of – it's a different networking session. It's a bunch of different sessions that you're going through throughout the days. It just – it can range for anything from mental uh, men, mental health and a whole bunch of different topics. You also had the keynote speaker at the end of the day. So, last year they had Deion Sanders there. This mm-hmm. year, Thursday night, the last speaker was Rich Powell, LeBron okay. James' agent. And the second night was Maria Taylor, mm. the NBC, forming the ESPN. So How was that? It was it was great. It was just an amazing yeah. experience. A big network session, and a little nugget I found out from it while I was there was, you had to apply to go there. You had mm-hmm. to apply to get in into it. I just learned about it last year. So when I learned about it, my guy Mike Patton had got in. That's when I first learned about it. It was about three weeks before it started. So I put in for it. It probably was too late. It was on three weeks left. So mm-hmm. I found out this year. I put in a whole lot earlier. But I found out while I was there. I think over 10,000 people put in wow. applications. And they're only choosing how many? 1,700. Wow. What are the requirements? I don't know. Cause I know when you like applying for it, you just put your resume in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's at, what went into who they chose. But I think just knowing that I was one of the 1,700 people chosen, let me know like I'm on the right path. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, I saw your pictures uh, from the event, and I said, look at Parrish is just really soaring around here. And what is that? What is, <laughs> I don't even know where it's coming from. It sounds real AI-ish. <laughs> but you know what, Parrish, one of the things that you mentioned about the conference was a focus on mental health, which is something that, you know, we're really coming to terms with, especially for athletes. What are some of the things you learned about mental health at that conference? Uh, just always talk to someone and a lot of things like from the sessions I did go to that was pertaining to mental health there were like actual form, uh, current and former athletes Tyrod Taylor the quarterback in the NFL he was there Brandon Marshall who's hosting I Am Athlete podcast former NFL wide receiver he was there Casey Harrod cornerback in the NFL it was a lot of former athletes a lot of mm-hmm. ESPN personalities but I just learning that you know just talk to someone and if you are just feeling down just make sure you have someone to talk to make sure that you know, you're not alone. I always remembering that because a lot of mental health problems is that, you know, you think you're going through stuff and you just kind of just shut off. Don't speak to no one. That's how yeah. people, you know, end up committing suicides and all those different things. Yes. And, and with mental health with athletes, I think we often focus on the physical and not the mm-hmm. mental. Yep. But nowadays that's different. Um, they're getting more resources and more support which is amazing. Um, once again, you know, this is Ina Esco with Verbally Effective Live over here at WYXR. And we are doing our spring pledge drive. We appreciate you guys for listening. We couldn't be anything without our listeners here at WYXR. We are currently at 
43% of our goal, uh, which is amazing because it's only Tuesday and we're riding out until Saturday. And if you would like to give a dollar, to give $20, to give $1,000, you can do that right now by visiting WYXR.org. You can call 901-460-3031. You can text the word DONATE to 460-3031. Big shout outs to all of our amazing people passing by over here at Crosstown Concourse. It's a busy day at Crosstown because uh, we were here last night. Wait a minute, did we get a new donation? OMG. Big shout outs to Andrew Brazington. He just donated $102.00. And 80 cents. Thank you so much, Andrew. We really appreciate it. So that means our percentage probably will go up to 44. And that means we are really doing our job, mm -hmm. Parrish and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nicole, did you go to University of Memphis? I did. Okay. I, yeah. I, I got went, you. Well, I went to SCAD and I went to University of Memphis. Okay. So okay. I lived in Atlanta for a little bit and then I came back here. Okay. But you're originally from Memphis? Mm -hmm. Okay. What part of Memphis? Say it. I grew up, uh, like I grew up with my grandparents in North Memphis. And North, then, North. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So. But I feel like it's another hood you want to mention. No, nah, I mean I come from the suburbs. <laughs> I come from the suburbs. Regular, regular kid from the suburbs. That's all. Ain't wrong with that. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And Paris, you're originally from Memphis. Yep, uh, Black Haven Zone is what we call it, but White Haven. <laughs> Black Haven <laughs> Zone. You see, we got these amazing Memphians being verbally effective right here on WYXR. Um, both connections to U of M. Now, I did not go to University of Memphis. I attended Lamont on college, but we stayed at University of Memphis <laughs> with the Greeks, and they they came to Lamont all the time, too. So, you know, that's an amazing introduction for my life here in Memphis. Uh, I moved here in 95. And I've been here ever since. There's so much love for the city of Memphis, this, this culture that we have. What is so amazing to you guys about the Memphis culture? I think Memphis, there's so many deep roots to so many different things in Memphis, like especially music, like we said earlier, like wrestling. Like it's just Memphis is really just like kind of a garden for so many different industries as far, you know, like. Um, even like Memphis Record Pressing, who's uh, like pressing mm -hmm. a bunch of, you know, vinyls, you know, that are being distributed majorly around the world. Like, it's just, I mean, we have FedEx, like we yes. have so many huge things in Memphis. And I think we don't necessarily show our appreciation for it as much. I think we let a lot of negativity overshadow that. But mm -hmm. when you really look at the grand scheme of things, like even Crosstown, like just so much just great a hub yeah. for artists and mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. wow what about you Paris? what do you love so much about this memphis culture everything she said along with our language like we have our own language <laughs> saying maine and everything mm -hmm. like i'm glad you said that anybody coming to memphis is just like it's a very culture <laughs> city we're a blue collar city yeah it's, it's a lot of good things that it's a uh, we and it's like it's good that sports teams take on the Montreal team of like just that grind mentality. Like this is what this city is all about. This is what we do. We just grind. We we always think everybody's against us. And for the most part, everybody is against us. Like she said about the negativity, mm -hmm. we feeding into it and that national perception of Memphis negativity. But 
I've been here my whole life. It's been nothing but a positive experience. I know. I've had nothing but good things happen to me uh, with Memphis accepting me as a transplant here and really planning my roots, starting a family, starting a career, being an entrepreneur. Memphis shows nothing but love, and I think there's so much opportunity here in Memphis. And speaking of the negativity that we often hear about Memphis, it's up to us to change the trajectory, and I think that we're doing it. Um, change the trajectory, the narrative, and that's something that we do here at WYXR. And um, that's a huge reason to donate right now for our spring pledge drive. We're going to give you all of this Memphis culture. You can donate right now at WYXR.org. You can call 901-460-3031. You can text the word donate to 901-460-3031. Hey, it's about that time. Parrish and Nicole uh, for the segment that I love the most on Verbally Effective. We're going to start with Parrish. Repeat after me in your best. Amen, say man. Amen, say man. Say it again. Amen, say man. Okay, this is a moment of transparency. You next, Nicole, while you looking over there. You next, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, say man. This is a moment of transparency right here on Verbally Effective Podcast. I need you to give me that that playoff prediction. What's going to happen with the Grizzlies? It's a lot that goes into that because I need to know Job Morant gonna be playing. <laughs> well, let, let, if he playing or if he not playing, right, we what, go, what, what, do what two we do? If he is out for the rest of the series, they are probably gonna lose in five or six games. <laughs> to LA, yeah, they still got LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. When it boils down to it, thirty-eight year old LeBron James. Yeah, he's still producing like a thirty-one year old LeBron James. <laughs> and, and, and you have to factor in that we also missing Steve Adams and Brandon Clark. You missing three of your top seven players including your best player. At that point, it's just a little too much to overcome. What it, about Baines and Kennard? You still missing three of your top seven players. Oh, I ain't talking about none. Hey, man. Hey, Okay, so you said. If John Morant doesn't return. If he does return, I give them a chance. They have to win it. It'll be seven games. Mm-hmm. It goes to the full seven-game series. They'll win that series. I don't know who they'll play between Sacramento and Golden State in the next round. I, I, would, I said – Western Conference Finals, when I made my prediction on starting five last week. Western Conference Finals or the season is a failure. Mm. So Western Conference Finals is what I'm expecting if John Moran returns. I bet they have the best doctors on the job right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you already know he's getting the finest at this moment in time. <laughs> Need to get the Kansas City Chiefs doctors that got Patrick, Patrick Mahomes back on the field in the Super Bowl. Okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. Hey, uh, uh, man, stay, man, Nicole, repeat after me. Hey, man, stay, man, in your best North North. Amen, Simon. Oh, Amen, Simon. Since you are a true artist, um, and I'm talking about you know pianist, you play multiple uh, instruments. Uh, let me know and, and give me that full transparency on where do you think the Memphis music culture is headed. Oh, we got a, I mean, it's insane right now. We have a bunch of people coming out of Memphis, like, that mm-hmm. are just, uh, first of all, shout out to Peach. She goes by Bun. She has a song called Show Out coming out on 420. Okay. Um. Also, Cherry Moon. Cherry Moon. I heard Cherry Moon. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She can freestyle. She hard. She got another EP coming out on 420 as well. Shout out 34 Storms. I like that date, 420. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out 34 Storms. Um, he has a note song called Juice out right now. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, the Memphis music scene is insane because, like, uh, me, I mentioned 34 Storms, like, coming up, like, 2017, 2018, we were working parties, doing, you know, um, open mic nights and just mm-hmm. seeing so many people back then who were, like, 
seriously on the rise now it's it's insane yes uh it did really you is. did you did you predict glorilla was happening back then so the same person he texted me like this was probably like two weeks before fnf just blew up like went viral he was like it's this girl I, like i was literally leaving chip show i was on my way home and he says we're on the phone he says it's this girl glorilla i was like what's her name huh <laughs> he said, it's this girl glorilla she have her friends she be rad. i'm like who is this girl? He sends it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, she she, she was tough. Mm. And then next thing I know, I was like, that's the girl he told me about. Like, mm-hmm. her success. I mean, she was just at Coachella this weekend. Yes. Big shout out to Glorilla. Yes, Memphis absolutely. very own Glorilla. I mean, you know what? I really love the job that Yo Gotti is doing with her. The, the, the strategy of it all even with the partnership with rock nation i'm talking about they are mm-hmm. still moving gloss out here too. Gloss gloss too. yes, yes now she's, she's with qc, QC. Mm-hmm. and they were bought out by um another company but i think they're still under atlantic yeah mm-hmm. she they're coming with little baby um Glorilla i saw gloss. that yeah. i saw that i saw that and speaking of f and f y'all i got a little story to tell um you know the whole vibe of the f and f video right mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was leaving an event I was hosting downtown. This is the daytime. Well, this is about after five o'clock and I'm leaving downtown, right? So just imagine with me and, and I'm leaving. I'm on Third Street. I'm going on South Third Street. I run into an FNF video shoot out there in South Memphis. I don't know okay. what is going on. It's a million cars around me. It's a million people doing the FNF things. And I was like, "Where? what is going on? But I, I think it was like, a celebration that they do out there in South Memphis. It looked fun. But uh, these girls pulled up on the side of me and gave me a whole video shoot. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is some Memphis culture right here. <laughs> it reminded me of Glow Rilla's video. Um, but do you guys think that, that Glow is going to come out with another hit bigger than FNF? I think that may be her flagship song. Like, it may be the one mm-hmm. that people know her for. But I definitely think, you know, I mean, she's surrounded by Yo Gotti, like king of Memphis. Like, King of Memphis, yeah, the king. Oh, yeah. I definitely see him putting some push behind her once, you know, these festivals and concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, once she has some downtime, really working with her. Because, I mean, it's just been, she skyrocketed. Yes, so. yes. Surpassed mm-hmm. many, many ladies in the oh, game yeah. already. Oh, yeah. And they big mad too. Yep. They gonna be all right. Mad. Y'all yep. gonna get stay this mad. big Memphis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Paris, what you listening to in the ride on the way up here to verbally affected today? Man, I still listen to. I listen to a little bit of everything, but of course, Jeezy is gonna always be my favorite rapper. Okay, so I always listen to some old Jeezy. Dolph, rest in peace. Yeah, always um, yes. bust Dolph on the way. But I mean, my playlist is well rounded between anything from hip hop, R and B, gospel. Come on, <laughs> gospel. Everything, so yeah, we around it. Okay, well, you guys, you know what? You all really cut up on a man. Say, man, you gave me the real, and I appreciate it. And once again, we are doing our spring pledge drive right now. Uh, we are already at, I believe we're at 44% now because of the big donation from Andrew Brasington. We really appreciate you listening all the way in Philly, dropping that cheese off to support WYXR. Now, you guys know there's a lot that goes behind the scenes with running a radio station. Um, there's a lot of technical needs. We may have to call the engineer every now and then to fix something, right? Um, we produce and create create and curate a lot of shows with local artists here so a dollar a month twenty dollars a month 
study a hundred a thousand will go a long way even if you just make a one-time donation nicole if you could share with them how they can donate Yes, there are three ways to donate. You can visit WYXR.org. You can call us at 901-460-3031. And you can also text the word donate to 901-460-3031. Amen. Amen. We verbally effective live in here. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Parish, I want you to let the good people out here in Memphis know how they can continue to follow your amazing journey. Yeah, definitely, man. Appreciate you having me on again. Amy. Always. Yeah, definitely. Um, always follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. That's the main platform, social media platform that I will be on. The same name on Instagram, the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. Follow Let's Be Real Podcast and LBR Media and everything. LBR underscore media and follow us on YouTube at Let's Be Real Media as well. Shout outs to Paris Sharky. Nicole, how can everyone continue to follow your amazing journey? I am everywhere. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you can find me is at 87. That's E-G-H-T-Y-S-V-N. Yes, and that's so creative the Thank way you. that you it's spelled like that. Yeah, okay, come on, come on, come on. And uh Paris, you mentioned YouTube. YouTube, what's up with YouTube? Um, how is you know being a podcaster getting those people to hit the subscribe button? Because that's a challenge for yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's still a challenge for us too. Five <laughs> years later, but right. When is it about <laughs> I have no. they look at your video, they're gonna tune in and look at it, but they not gonna hit that subscribe button unless you Grab their phone and, yeah. and hit it. Yeah. So so check this out. We, we need everybody to pull their <laughs> phone out. I need you guys to subscribe to the Ina Esco channel, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. And Parrish, what's your, uh, your YouTube is Let's Be Real. Let's Be Real Media. Let's Be Real Media. Please subscribe to these channels. Nicole, you got a uh, YouTube channel as well? It's 80, 87. Oh, 87. <laughs> Spell it one more time for everyone. It's E-G-H-T-Y-S-V-N. What kind of content you loading up on, Look, on your YouTube channel? Oh, we channel. doing a podcast. Because, you know, the show, yes. I, do, I do the music, but it's like, I, I'm coming with the culture talk. I'm coming with the wrestling talk. I'm coming with everything. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, and yeah. I appreciate you two for joining me today live here. Thank you for having me On you Verbally so Effective. You two are amazing. You two represent Memphis well. And I truly appreciate you guys appreciate you guys for joining me today over here at WYXR during the spring pledge drive. We raised like over two hundred dollars just sitting here for the past hour, right? So yes, yes. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening yet again to the verbally effective podcast. This is how we do it each. And every Tuesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. You know, this is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. We always put Memphis on our backs and we appreciate you guys for donating today. And if you haven't donated yet, you can do so for our spring pledge drive. We really appreciate all of our listeners. You all can visit the website right now, WYXR.org. You can call 901 460 3031. You can text the word donate to 901 460 3031. We really appreciate you all.